0: I was trapped in bipolar manic-depressive episodes, and I tried to end my life multiple times, but now Jesus has set me
1: free. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with OnLay.
2: I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt... Dare. real stories i was so desperate in living such a dark and callous
1: life real people
0: i was thinking there was no purpose for my life there's no reason for me to be here
1: real problems
0: i told my dad if you try to take these drugs i'm gonna kill you
1: one solution god
0: hope is a person and his name is jesus
1: and now your host on
2: hi this is evangelist Onlay, and today we are talking about mental illness And on our previous show, we had Kim Rocks, who was describing her bipolar episodes. Bipolar is a disorder where a person has high manic moments where they're feeling like they're on top of the world, almost invincible. And then suddenly they crash and have these huge depressive episodes. And Kim was being so affected. It was such an extreme Where during the manic times, she was like invincible, overachiever, so much energy, barely sleeping, working all the time, doing great things. And then suddenly she would crash and wouldn't be able to get out of bed for weeks at a time. It was tormenting her. It gave her no stability. And we're going to talk about how Jesus really helped her to deal with this. Then also, she received something that was very out of the ordinary. Let's go ahead and welcome Kim to the show. Hi, Kim. How are you doing?
0: Hi, I'm great. Thank you.
2: Good. Thank you so much for being on our show. I am so excited to hear the second part of your testimony because something amazing happened. But before we even get to that amazing thing, I wanted to ask you a question because, you know, you kind of surrendered to God. You were kind of saying that you are mad at God. Yeah. But did you know God at that point?
0: I actually did know God. I got to know Him much better after my healing, Mm. but I did know Him. I was going to church consistently. I was reading my Bible. Interestingly, while I was experiencing these difficulties, I was on, you know, multiple medications, and some of those would, you know, have horrific side effects. Mm. I would have severe tremors, or I would be um, super drowsy, but I would go to church, and many times... I would sit in the cry room where the mothers and the babies are Yeah, because I didn't want anybody seeing me doze off oh. or that tremor because my head and body would kind of just be trembling Interesting. one of the medications affected my motor skills yeah But yeah. I felt like no matter what I was showing the Lord that I was there. I trusted him and believed in him and I was desperate. So I felt like I had nothing else to turn to except for the Lord.
2: Oh, so how do you think this mental illness really affected your faith?
0: Well, it grew it, definitely grew it, because I had to learn that even though I didn't understand why this had been allowed in my life and why it was going on for so long and why God wasn't doing anything about it, Mm -hmm. I knew that nobody else had any answers.
2: Wow. You know, and then You described in the last show that you had a moment where you received a healing. You were driven to your knees. Yeah. You were crying out to the Lord. You were sick, literally physically sick, and you received something that night. Tell us about it.
0: Well, I crawled back into bed. The convulsing had stopped, and I was able to go back to sleep. My fever did break, and I went back to sleep. And interestingly, my husband worked nights as a police officer, so Mm. our bedroom was blacked out. So I never saw the sunrise. And that morning, because I had just moved into my apartment, I didn't have curtains up yet, I began to see the dawn. And I put on a song that I hadn't listened to for a couple of years because it was a worship song that I wouldn't listen to because I was so angry at God. But Mm. the Lord inspired me to listen to that song. So I put that song on as the sun was rising, and that song was talking about the dawn. And Mm. something about that gave me the first inkling of, okay, I think God has done something.
2: Mm. Like something new is coming into your life, you mean? Yeah. Like, like a new beginning?
0: Like something that day was a brand new day. Oh. And also, the major symptoms had dissipated. Now, it literally took almost 18 months for me to fully recover, even with that healing. But that healing was significant.
2: Wow. So basically, you knew a healing had happened, but... Was there any doubt in that moment or were you just like, I just know that I know that I'm getting some type of supernatural healing?
0: I knew from that day on, I never experienced another manic or depressive episode. And during that week, actually, another part of this, I was sitting on the couch listening to a pastor on television and I was taking notes And I was overcome by the presence of the Lord. I didn't see Him or hear Him, but it was like all sound left the room. I couldn't hear the television anymore. I couldn't hear the air flowing Mm -hmm. through the vent. I bowed my head, and I literally just dropped my notebook and pen onto the floor, and I just kind of bowed my head in the presence of the Lord. And it was probably only 30 seconds, and I was so stunned by that presence. And right then and there, I was like, oh my gosh. You did do something, Lord.
2: Wow. But you tested it out. It wasn't like you were just like, okay, I feel good. I'm just going to dump the meds, right? You were still on medication, but then the doctors started noticing something different. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah. You know, I was severe rapid cycling bipolar. So I was under a team of doctors and I did see a psychiatrist twice weekly, which anybody out there that's under care for manic depression knows that is significant treatment. So I was seeing the psychiatrist twice a week, then it went to once a week, then over time it went to every two weeks, then once a month. And after the year, they weaned me off the medications. And after three years, the doctor finally released me completely.
2: From all medications. So the doctor is saying at that moment, you don't need to be taking your medications anymore. You seem to be not having this issue anymore. Is that right?
0: Exactly, and there were no more episodes after that. There was no more episodes, and wow, yeah, that's awesome. And the doctors, you know, they are very reluctant to ever attribute anything to God, but right? Yeah. No, you're right, but. They knew for sure, that something had significantly changed, because I was extreme, rapid cycling bipolar. That's extreme. Regular bipolar wow. is like two to four episodes every two to four years. Wow. But I was having, you know, an extreme experience of this. And so to be officially released from all care was major.
2: That's a miracle, Kim. Kim, let me ask a question, because a lot of our listeners may be struggling with some type of mental illness or bipolar disorder themselves. What would you recommend to someone who's struggling with bipolar disorder to do if they're struggling with it?
0: If they're struggling with it, I would recommend that they still need to reach out and I believe they need to be under care. And possibly mm-hmm. medications. I mean, you don't want to handle this on your own. You want to have support, right. reach out to a support group for mental illness, specifically for bipolar. Mm. But stay under your doctor's care. Mm. And if you're not under doctor's care, you need to get under doctor's care because they can help you manage
2: mm. this. Amen. Amen. But then you would also advise and probably to seek the Lord as you did and not that it's going to guarantee something, but it did happen for you. And that's the reality.
0: Absolutely. There is hope. And even if you don't receive a healing, you may and you can trust God to answer your prayers. He will answer your prayers and he has answers in the word of God. And it's important to be in fellowship Mm -hmm. and among the people in church, you know, you can develop relationships and people that will be praying for you and Mm -hmm. friends and fellowship are super important for your heart
2: and your mind. That's right, Kim. That's so awesome. So Kim, thank you so much for sharing this awesome testimony. Praise God. You have been set free for 14 years. Kim, thanks so much for being on our show today.
0: And thank you. Thank you for having me.
2: Hold tight, everybody. I definitely got some conclusions and uh, can't wait to share them with you. I'll be right back after the break.
1: Real Life is made possible this week with the help of On Fire Merchant Services and our Awakening the Nation's monthly giving partners. If you own your own business taking Visa and MasterCard, call and get a quote from On Fire Merchant Services. On Fire Merchant Services is on fire to serve you. Look them up at onfiremerchantservices.com or call them at 877-333-6682. That's onfiremerchantservices.com or 877-333-6682.
2: Hey, welcome back to the show. And let's go deeper as I really think that what I'm going to be talking about is going to bring a lot of understanding here because so many of us want what happened to Kim to happen to us. We want that, like, why doesn't happen to us? And sometimes when hearing a show like this, you can be like, ah, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear how it happened for them and how it's not happening for me because what it does is it resounds to us. Maybe God doesn't love me. That's not true, friend. God loves you. But I think it does propose an understanding here that we really need to understand. It says in the book of Romans chapter 12, verses one, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And what that means is, is that, To God, and in this world, it makes sense for you to begin to surrender your life, your problems, this issue that you're dealing with. It's time, my friend, for you to surrender it to God. I know that when we have problems, we try to solve that with everything we got. And when the solution doesn't come, we get frustrated. We start getting angry, maybe embittered. Why isn't this getting solved? Why? Why? It's not fair. Don't get stuck there. Come back to this surrender your life to God. Whatever you're going through, if there isn't an answer, God will guide you through this process. God will get you either through it, or He will guide you to that answer. This is what I've experienced in my life time and time again. I tell you, my life has changed a lot being a former atheist where I had to solve everything, and then realizing that I can't solve everything, and just giving it to God. He began to solve the problems of my life. I'm praying not for those problems to be solved in your life. Those are things are going to happen, but I'm praying that you would have such a grip of surrender, a time to say, God, I can't try to control this anymore. I'm just going to surrender, and I'm going to surrender my life to you right now. Jesus, we're coming to you. I'm coming to you with my friend. And we're taking a moment to say, enough is enough. Lord Jesus, I can't do this. I can't fix this. I give it to you, Lord. I surrender it to you with everything that I am. And I surrender my life to you. And I'm sorry, Lord, that I haven't done that. I'm sorry that I've been hanging on to this. I give it to you, Lord. Everything I give to you, and I ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. My friend, if you pray that prayer, I'm encouraged. And God will use this to shape you in a good way. God will do it. I hope your life was
1: blessed with this testimony. And I know your life was touched. (laughs) Did you know our shows are on Spotify? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Spotify and enjoy all the same shows you hear on the radio. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.